0: The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. The man of tomorrow is here, Dr. Brian Sovereign Sabzu, the Rated-R radio star. But I have the great pleasure of not being alone this time around. We got a a bit of a Sovereign short, though. When I'm with this guy, I don't know how short these things go, but... (laughs) (laughs) But you probably know from that that good laugh, uh, I am being joined by none other than Robin Freebeard from his very home in New Hampshire, uh, which is the most amazing thing to be able to say uh, in and of itself. Because Rob, you and I, man, we've been recording for years together. Yeah. Been friends for years. You've been in California, uh, you know, for most of that time. And uh, you just recently moved to New Hampshire and you've got this, I mean, just a fantastic apartment really i mean like and and great locale yeah it's coming together yeah Yeah. it's coming together i mean oh man like i mean i'm video you know like when we used hangouts or skype or whatever the fuck we used you know i'd always see like your rpg books collection Uh and Uh all that stuff but it's really nothing you know it's like it's like it's like us today in the 21st century thinking, boy, what was the Library of Alexandria looking? At? You know, what, what did that look like? You know, we can only imagine. Maybe we could get some like artist renditions or something like that. And I felt the same way because then when I finally walked into to your home, and I see all these books, <laughs> no video can do it justice. It, it's it's remarkable. Um, yeah,
1: you got to see it in person.
0: On. Yeah, yeah, you have to see it in person. I mean, I just actually right in between us, I'm looking. Uh, we're we're sitting at this amazing mahogany like table here. I don't I don't know what this is. Um, gaming table by the speaking of RPGs like you yeah. can flip it over nice felt and everything is great. But anyway, I I just look behind me here and and here's this I mean it looks like a the finest bibles. You know this looks like the Gutenberg Bible but on the cover of it it actually says Vampire the Masquerade. What am I looking at behind me?
1: Uh, that is the limited limited edition of the 5th edition of Vampire the Masquerade. Of the core it, rule book. Right. And they only made it like five hundred copies of these. Yeah, you've got increased in glass. Right. And it's 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 <laughs> it's hand bound in leather. So like an artisan like literally put these books together by hand. Yeah, you know, one copy at a time. Only
0: five hundred in existence. Right.
1: It's gorgeous. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, there's like red velvet around it. I mean, it looks like something a vampire would own, which not making any claims about Rob, but also not denying. Yeah. Uh, I, so.
1: <laughs> I have been known to be a creature of the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what noise they make. Um, and we are here to make some noise. But anyway, uh, it, is, it is so great because, um, as I was saying on Patreon uh, earlier today, on, the, on a Patreon episode... Um, like, Ellen and I are effectively homeless, and you're graciously hosting us
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: while we're waiting to get our van, uh, you know, in order and, and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been a, been a fantastic time just getting to hang out with you. Uh, but, yeah, we, we've got some stuff to record. We're going to be getting in some action. In fact, I'd like to, um, you know, before Ellen and I shove off, I'd love to get another triple header of, or, well, not triple, but, well, three heads, anyway, because it's better than one, maybe. But... Me, you, and Ellen have done multiple live Q and A's with yes. Sovereign Tech patrons yep. over the past, you know, two three months, and I'd love to get in one more. Absolutely, uh, get I mean, while we we're all here
1: together, a great time every time. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all been around.
0: right. It's been a favorite for everyone that's that's listened, and great participation from the Sovereign Tech patrons. Um, so maybe for June twenty twenty two, we'll get that in. Right on. Um, But anyway, we've got uh, uh, something to discuss. We've got something to get into here that's been a subject through much of 2022 in the Sovereign Tech feed. Uh, And it really comes down to smartphones like, and and what smartphones are actually worthwhile. Because a funny thing is happening. Now, like any uh, commodity is not the word I'm looking for. But like anything that's just like boring and part of the infrastructure, like smartphones have become,
1: a consumerist um, product.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they're just like they're useless, but then they're also so useful in the modern age.
1: It, it's a, I don't it's a know weird. If I've dichomity. used the word useful, but unfortunately, in our society today, somewhat necessary. Right, know? right. Yeah. It, again, they're they're
0: like they're a part of the infrastructure, but because we've gotten to this point where they're just like common and people just sort of accept them. Um, I think people have gotten bored with the duopoly in smartphones. Right. Like, people are tired of the iOS and the Android options. And and I think a lot of people really are. They want something different. Now, unfortunately, they still want it to be easy to use, you know. Uh, like, ironically, in fact, let me know what you think about this, Rob. I just thought of this. But I think today, in 2022, if Microsoft came out with Windows Phone, mm-hmm. I think it'd do gangbusters. I think it'd be huge, and it would take off. You know, when it did come out, like Windows 10 phone specifically, um, it did not do well, obviously. Yeah. It's no longer yeah. here. But I, I think if they relaunched that today, I think it'd go through the roof. What do you think?
1: I'll tell you one better. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think if HP Ooh. brought back WebOS uh-huh. and created a WebOS phone, yeah. it would do even better. Wow. Do you, I mean, do you have anything like... You know, like
0: like any, any extrapolation on that, or just in general. I just
1: think that the the WebOS platform was the had the most potential mm-hmm. and was the the greatest lost opportunity. Sure. Uh, in the history of mobile computing.
0: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, HP had some bold days. I remember, like in two thousand eight, I think it was. They said, "Oh, we're going to come out with a totally new desktop OS." Right. And I was like, "Wait, what?" You're really going to do that? And then you find out shortly thereafter they said it's going to be based on Linux. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah. Don't be so boring. Yeah. I mean, I love Linux. And Linux phone is certainly something that's that's here more on its way. I don't think – I think people just hear Linux and they just have a roadblock.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I, and I think we all expected a certain degree that wasn't necessarily going to take off right any more than Linux was going to take off as, you know – a platform for gaming PCs or whatever
0: yeah yeah but but it's totally just a mental block because at the same time everybody's using linux like everybody in one form or fashion yeah yeah i mean android is linux well there's that too yeah 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 but i mean like linux is the most dominant as far as like install base it's just installed everywhere right right you know it may not be in its general purpose
1: form but it's installed everywhere I, I I think I think if Linux is going to be successful, really on any platform going forward, they've got to put another face on it.
0: Yes, yeah, rebrand, give it a yeah. new name. Yeah. That oh man, you just gave out a billion dollar idea. I think you know like.
1: Well, I mean, it's like I said, it's already the idea that exists in the market, and it's, it's mm-hmm. that's what Android is. Right. But, you know, right. Linux themselves could potentially take that and say, "Hey, why don't we do our own platform? We're not going to call it Android." Yeah. But essentially, you know, we're going to perfect, you know, the, you know, the system we essentially created.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something like we like Ubuntu wouldn't even say like no, it's not Linux. This is Ubuntu, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I, it's something like that.
1: Yeah. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't even attach like that kind of name or anything right. from it's the past. It's got to be something totally new. Something totally new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: And just, you know, just use whatever Linus Torvalds is working on at the time. Okay. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, that's. I'm telling you, that's I will. Really I mean, honestly, idea. I would keep his name as far away from him as yeah. possibly could.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, think, I think you're really onto something with that. Um, I mean,
1: after fashion,
0: Chrome, ChromeOS is the same thing, right? Like Chrome OS has taken off. You know, it's, 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 it's pretty. It's actually getting almost dominant, um, and that's Linux. You know, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so it kind of proves your point that like just take Linux branding away from it. And yeah, people jump on, right? You know, and and like don't even announce
1: that it's Linux. Like don't even talk about right, it. Right, exactly. said so yeah. put, put a new face on it. you yeah. know, create a subsidiary right from the Linux Foundation and right. and call it something new. Fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm
0: I'm with you on that. Well, but
1: I'm still hot for the WebOS. I mean, the only yeah. the only thing going on with WebOS these days is it's being licensed out to LG. For their uh, smart TV right. interface, right, which is no, looks nothing like the web OS that you had with like uh, the Palm. What was it the uh, was the Palm Pre?
0: I think it was the Pre. Yeah, there mm-hmm. was the
1: Pre, and you know the uh, the touchpad, right? Which which I had the most experience with, and that was just still to date my my favorite tablet of all time. Yeah,
0: just really intuitive. Yeah, it really yeah. was.
1: Yeah, the card system was just awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I,
0: yeah. So I guess I. People seem, like, there, there is, the market has recognized that people are looking for that. They're looking for, and, and, you know, it comes from different, like, either, I don't think it's really new form factors that they're looking for. Foldables are certainly becoming a thing. Um, but I think they, they want some kind of option, partly because they it's not just that they're, t- they're tired of the duopoly of Google and Apple in smartphones, but they're also tired of, they're just tired of Google and Apple. Yeah. You know, like as companies in general, and I think that's ultimately a good thing. The problem is, in yeah. my opinion, the bulk of what the market's putting out there to answer this this desire uh, is bullshit or outright lies.
1: I- at that, yeah, um, I mean, it could also be that um, they're not just tired of the duopoly. They maybe 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 people are finally realizing, you know, what an intrusion on their mm-hmm. lives this device these devices are. And they're just tired of the dominance that smartphones have in their life
0: yeah yeah i i think that's really happening you know
1: i I definitely see you know a reaction from you know even people outside of you know like sovereign tech circle Mm -hmm. that you know they're they're tired of seeing people with their noses buried in their phone yes and they're not aware of the world that's going on around them
0: right yeah absolutely um yeah I hear that from people frankly from all walks of life exactly that, that they're just like they're just happy to like not have to deal with their phone right or whatever right um, I mean
1: it used to be unplugging meant you know getting away from your know, computer and having a yeah. weekend away from that now unplugging means hey we let's leave our smartphones behind
0: yeah oh it's amazing how much we used to like just psychotically. Refresh our email inboxes, <laughs> right? And that, and, that, and that was like what we gave a shit about. It wasn't even going to websites or anything like yeah. that. It's like, oh, did I get this email? You know. I mean, yeah. oh man. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right about the privacy thing um, because a lot of these newer phones are focusing. They're tri- They're claiming that they're privacy focused, right? And I've had to do a lot of these episodes. It feels like to me, anyway. I've had to do a lot of these episodes in 2022. I've even guested on other uh, podcasts to say like. Now, all these people selling you supposed privacy phones are full of crap. Like, they're, they're, not, yeah. they're not offering what they suggest. Right. Um, it's for people who feel like paying
1: for security theater. Security theater. There it is.
0: Yes, that is the term du jour. Yeah, it, it, it is security theater that they're ultimately offering. Right.
1: Um, and I why mean, you'd want to pay for that, I don't know. But Right. Yeah, I mean, because to me,
0: ultimately, the idea of a privacy smartphone, like, that's an oxymoron. Like that's not possible. Like as soon as you put the word "smart" in front of it, privacy whoosh, out the door. Yeah, you know, like it's over. Um, well, I
1: mean, I think that's been true since we had cell phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it doesn't even start with cell with smartphones. Smart you know, like right. The the, the, the the just just the fact that you're using the cellular network mm-hmm. is is a you know security liability.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or certainly security and privacy. You know. Right. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, well we have the latest privacy phone to get announced in 2022 and again, there have been a lot uh, that I wanted to go over you know and have you on Rob to well, you've already brought in some tremendous insights but to get your insights and also you know maybe get a get a gauge from you on even though I think you've kind of already said, but get a gauge <laughs> from you on you know how you're feeling about smartphones in 2022. Um, so let, let's talk about this. Uh, I've got a link in the show notes, stories from Android police. And it's about a phone called the Murina One. So Murina is a company that a lot of people probably don't recognize, but actually a lot of people have have touched, you know, like they've messed around with their software. Um, Murina is one of those companies that helps out with making custom OSs, custom UIs for a lot of Android phone manufacturers. Um, particularly they've dealt with Fairphone, which a lot of people might recognize that, which, you know, I've never done an episode where I've critiqued Fairphone. Fairphone, the reason I've never critiqued them, uh, other than I wish they'd be in the U.S., but I understand why they're not. um, Fairphone, I think, is actually a great and wonderful thing, because they're not arguing that they're a privacy smartphone by any means. They're just arguing that their parts are ethically sourced.
1: And they sort of live, like your fair trade
0: coffee. Exactly. That's where the you know the name comes from, right. pretty much. And I think that's a fine and dandy thing. Now you're gonna pay a thousand dollars for that phone, but then yeah. that's what the damn thing should cost. Right. You know, if you're not hiring, you know, kids blowing off their legs of dynamite, you know, somewhere. Um so I have no problem with a fair phone. Uh, so ultimately I also really have no problem with Murina, at least in the abstract. Um but what they're coming out with uh, This Murina one, which they are specifically billing as a... And and I love that they're using this term now. Because they're not even really calling it like a privacy smartphone. They're saying privacy-focused. And maybe that's them being a little more honest. Because, okay, you're focusing on privacy, but are you actually achieving it? Eh, well, we'll read a little bit here. I want to get into some of the specifics on this. Um, Now, it's not a... By no means is it a flagship smartphone. Uh, I'll give you the specs here. It has a 6.5-inch screen. Uh, All right, hold on. Let's stop on that for a second. Well, I'll say 1080p LCD, so it's not an OLED, whatever. 1080p, I think that's great because it's not going to drain your battery so much. But a 6.5-inch screen. Rob, do you like the phones with larger screens now, or do you miss, like, the sub-5-inch phones of uh, of yore? You
1: know, I've gone back and forth on that, Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. honestly... I think screen skies is, is is largely irrelevant in okay. my opinion.
0: Okay. Doesn't doesn't mean, but I mean, you're also a guy. You don't really use your phone a whole hell of a lot, do you? No,
1: but it has a fairly good sized screen on it. Yeah, yeah. So what's your? Do you mind sharing what your phone is right now? Uh, it's a uh, Motorola One 5G Ace.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's one of the one of the later models. Yeah. You know, that, that that Motorola's put out there. Right.
1: And you know, I would call
0: it flagship to mid range right?
1: Yeah, you'd say it was their, their mid-range flagship. Yeah, <laughs> mid-range, yeah, I like that. Mid-range, flag, <laughs> yeah,
0: mid-range flagship. Okay. Um, yeah, so so screen size doesn't mean much to you. See, like I miss really, and I have, it's not like I have small hands. Um, I use a Pixel 6, of course mm-hmm. people know that. Um, but I miss really being able, two things. One, being able to use it one-handed comfortably. Right. And two, it like disappearing in my pocket. Like I, I miss that. Uh, so, I do miss the days of sub five inch uh, screens.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I've had both. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. had small smartphones and I've had big ones. And, um, like I said, to me, it's 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 a minor factor. Like other things come in larger than that. I, for yeah, me, you know, I'm, like, I, I'm on a budget. So, yeah, you know, if right. I'm going to be paying, you know, plus $500 for, you know, a four or five inch screen, then I'm going to be going. Um, you know is, give is, me more for my money. Yeah yeah, kind of, <laughs> yeah. In, in a way in a yeah, way sure. um, you know I, I I'm fine with you giving me me less but make me pay less. Yeah right yeah right yeah, yeah. exactly If it was like a $200 five inch screen then mm-hmm. yeah, that that seems to me to be a fair you know value.
0: Sure yeah I mean it's funny because like I touch my like my iPod touch and that's a sub five inch screen and I just feel like oh this is the perfect size and I don't want to let it go. I mean I hate iOS but it just feels so right in my mm-hmm. hand. But that's just, you know, that that that's me. Anyway, I understand why companies are all everybody's like, "Wait, why is everybody making huge phones right now?" Well, the simple answer is you buy the parts that are mass-produced right and right now that's what's mass-produced because of samsung and whoever else you Right. Know, their, their large phones are what became you know yep. a dominant force.
1: Yep. yep it's all dictated by the manufacturers yeah they, it's they, not they tell you what you like
0: right it's not mm-hmm. it's not even like it's so funny it's like oh well let the market decide you decide that you want a smaller no i can't decide that there's uh, to get a smaller smartphone because it's what's made in mass right.
1: and what's inexpensive enough to fucking, you know, get released right. and put in your hand. Right. I mean, a perfect example It's the reason why, for the longest time, you couldn't get a sub-55-inch OLED TV. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Yeah, so it, it just, it always kills me when people are like, well, you know, vote with your dollar. Like, no, my dollar, like, the option doesn't even exist in the, in the system, you know, for, for me to vote with my dollar. It's crazy. So, well, anyway. Um yeah bingo so 6.5 inch uh 1080p lcd display on this 128 gigs of storage i don't know that it has a micro sd slot uh oh no it does have a micro sd card slot which is great it has a headphone jack you can't always count on that but it's nice to have four gig of ram and a a mediatek helio p60 octa-core processor so no those aren't flagship specs But I think those specs personally are fine. Like I I see nothing. I mean,
1: they're they're good, especially in a market when you're looking at mid-range phones. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they only come with two gigs of RAM. Yes, and that kind of that makes a big difference when you're talking about you know multitasking and running multiple apps at the same time. Right. Um, That I mean, honestly, that that four gig is coming up to be like the minimum these days.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Like two gig, you feel it yeah you really do yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah so this is a phone that you know that'll do all right now again its selling point is privacy you know like that that's really what they're what they're trying to push here now how they go about that i'm going to read directly from the android police story quote the real appeal of the marina one lies with its software especially if you're a fan of android but not google With EOS, the company has replaced every aspect of the phone to remove Google's software. It's got a new browser, a new messaging app, replacements for all those workspace apps you rely on, and a custom-built music player. Murina is also working on Livia, an assistant clone that should enable voice commands in the future. It's all rolled up in a custom skin that looks, if we're being honest, just like iOS. Um, Okay. So we'll talk a little bit about this. So EOS is in line with like lineage OS right. maybe a little more extreme um, than even lineage OS like you're you're not going to put the Google Play Store on eOS like Google Play services just aren't they're not going to work with it. Um, so they have a custom app store on here. that app store has to still be accessing. Uh, Google play servers you might not be running Google play services but it's got to be accessing Google play servers because a lot of what they're offering here looks like they're apps that you could only get through Google play like there's the Aurora app store everybody's like oh a lot of these privacy smartphones or anti-Google smartphones um, they're like oh yeah you can still download all the apps you use on Android but you're still accessing the Google play store even if it's through the front end of the Aurora app store so that's bullshit i call bullshit on this unless they're going to do somehow something more extreme um the uh olivia or olivia assistant software that's kind of interesting you know that they're going to do and and they need to give more details on that they don't Um, but if they're trying to do like a privacy focused google assistant alternative i think that's a fine thing what do you think about that
1: um, I actually want to rewind just yeah, a little please. bit and talk yeah. about the app store because I think sure. that really is like an important point. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is what makes or breaks a phone. Yes, in many ways. Yes, uh, for most consumers. Yep. So your options are essentially to come up with your own app store in mm-hmm. which you're not going to have access to all the apps you normally would. Spotify, have. whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if they are, they're going to be. You know. Somehow customized, and if if they're going through Spotify to to do that, they're going to be paying a premium for it, and that's going to increase the cost of the phone. Right. And that's not what's going on here because it's touted as a budget-friendly device.
0: Yes, right. We don't know the exact price, but budget-friendly.
1: Right. Your other option is, and if anybody can freely do this, is, is to basically just mirror the Google Play Store. Right. But then you're running into potentially really hazardous, you know, copyright violation territory. Yeah,
0: you're going to run into regulation problems. Yeah, exactly. And this is an incredibly common practice in China, but then China doesn't care about regulations around the rest of the world. Right. Uh, so that's why they get away with it. Right. And, you know, no one can do anything about it. Right. So you're totally right about that. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, the, the, when we talk about, you know, sort of duopolies in the smartphone space, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 not even largely a hardware problem. It's an app. It's problem. an app problem.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, now some of these companies like want to come out with their own apps. Like, well, Marina's doing that. They have their own browser. They right. say they have their own messaging app. I don't know if it's like end end encrypted or anything like that, but they say they have their own messaging app. And they're coming out with their own, you know, assistant app. Right. Um, I think you're totally right, and I think. I mean, the most, really the most interesting thing in this whole story that we're, that we're talking about, I think, does come down to that system. But we know with Bixby and, like, other attempts at doing on-device assistant without some insane amount, without an insane server farm for it to access, mm-hmm. it's effectively useless. Like, I mean, it, it can't do shit,
1: you know? Yeah. So Well, not only that, with all these custom apps, mm-hmm. I mean, they're only as good as long as the company's around. Right, well, uh,
0: yeah, well, that, that see, that's a whole other thing. I mean, Murina has, like, they make money because they work with other manufacturers, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, is their dev team going to be around for a good long while? That's a huge question right, to ask. Right, right. That's the biggest problem I have with most alternative, or, like, most Linux distros. Most of them don't have a dedicated, it's like volunteers. Right. Or it's a hobby, and it's like,
1: well, I can't. Oh, or even my, if even if they say they do they can you know get rid of them um, you know at a moment's notice on lot right.
0: Firefox yeah right good point yeah talk about that firing but
1: yeah so so I'm never really
0: confident in that either right like, and 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 that actually speaks to this is shipping with so it's eOS but eOS right now is based on Android 10. you're almost three versions actually counting 12.1 you're almost four versions behind on Android. Now, you can say, well, that's fine, but I don't think it is. Like, there are so many security exploits that often enough can only get fixed in newer iterations of Android. I think it's incredibly important to buy hardware that has a guaranteed update cycle yep. um,
1: that goes for years. Well, that's not even guaranteed a lot but, of times. Like, my phone is a perfect example. I'm still on Android 10. We were supposed to get 11. The five G Aces on that, the Android 10? That's oh, right. Fuck. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And we've wow. been we've been promised Android eleven for over a year now. Yeah. And I still don't have it.
0: Yeah, Motorola is nasty about that. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've done that. Like the X four was supposed to get ten, it never did. Um, oh man, that yeah. Yeah. See but again, when you're on a budget, like you're saying, right. you know, these are the options you have. Right. So I guess like I kind of get it. And certainly Android ten is infinitely Better to be on Than Android 9 Because Android 9 Had Was a stage fright 2.0 I mean like There was a laundry list Of Mm exploits That only Android 10 Repaired Um, Or plugged I guess But I see that Like as a problem Because We'll talk more About the privacy But like You're not They're not even Handling like security Right now Privacy and security As we always say Are two separate things But Like You really do need both You know Right Right Um but, you know,
1: well, like, like you've long said that, you know, uh, uh, convenience is the enemy of privacy yeah. and security. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and really, you know, like in, the, in the, the marketing for this phone, branding it as a budget-friendly device, mm-hmm. you, you know what you're, that, that is a convenience. A budget-friendly phone is a convenience. One of the
0: oldest sayings in the Western world. You know, is you get what you pay for. That's right. <laughs> so, and and this is certainly holding true, I think, with this device. Um, yeah that that's a great that's a great point to bring up. So, yeah, I, I and and again, I don't trust this like this assistant software. I just don't believe it can get. to... I mean, even Siri sucks, and that's funded mm. by Apple. Yeah. Like how the how the fuck are they going to pull this off? I don't know. Like it's good marketing. It's something to, you know, make it interesting, but I don't know that that's ever going to, you know, like, like really pay dividends, as it were, for users. Um, now, one of, the, one of the other points I want to get to, and this is the key point that anytime a company is telling you this is a privacy-focused phone, this is the first thing that anybody should look for. What are they using for notification servers? In this case, we know exactly what they're using. They're using MicroG. MicroG, great that replaces Google Play, uh, Play services and all that. Here's the problem. So while it can keep you from having, Micro-G can keep you from having to use the Google Play Store and from having the la- dependent libraries for you know Google Play services so that you can use some apps that look for Google Play, Micro-G is still accessing, well, not Google Play services, it is accessing Google mobile services. Mm-hmm. It's accessing GMS, which are the notification servers run solely by Google. Right. So to say it's a de-Googled phone, you're full of shit. Like you're just, you're lying, you're wrong. And I've brought this up with so many privacy phones this year, every, every time they say that, they're just, they're, they're dead wrong. Um, if you're using Micro G, you're still accessing Google at the end of the day. Um, and if the entire argument is that I, your privacy focus is privacy because it's anti-Google, you're not actually offering an anti-Google product whatsoever. Right.
1: But then again, what choice do you have? Well, that's. I the, mean, the, yeah. The, the game has been, in you know, basically dominating the back end of mm-hmm. the internet, right. if you will. I mean, you look right. at you know, uh, uh, Amazon Web Services and things like that. I mean that that is really the game. This I yes. think this is actually the point behind uh, you know, the cloud
0: mm-hmm. becoming
1: such an ubiquitous term because mm-hmm. it's meant to obfuscate, you know, who's actually in control.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh oh it's terrible. I'm trying to remember the gal's name. She actually she went to Porkfest. Um she she's written for The Verge, she's written for a bunch of different places. Uh, she she has a very unique name. But she wrote a five part series about like what is it like to live without the tech giants. Oh
1: I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I covered it on Sovereign Tech years ago. Yeah. Um and oh it's terrible. I can't think of her name. Anyway, she she's fantastic. Um and She's like, okay, I, yeah, I got rid of Google. That was easy enough. I got rid of Apple. Yeah, no problem. Got rid of Microsoft. That was easy. Facebook, easiest of them all. But then when she got to Amazon, and not not shopping on Amazon, but getting away from AWS. Right. She said, now that's where the internet broke. That's yep. That's where, okay, now I have problems. Yep. And... It was so insightful because she said, this is what people don't think about. They don't realize just where Amazon, you know, that Amazon is everywhere, whether you shop on them, shop with them or not. Right. You know, Uh, like you could go to, I don't know, Etsy or something and say, yeah, I'm done with Amazon. I'm not going to deal with Amazon anymore. But shopping on Etsy, you're using AWS.
1: Yeah. You know, (laughs) you haven't gotten away from Amazon at all. But I mean, this is essentially what everything's come down to is Mm -hmm. essentially, you know, a, a back end of the internet turf war right everybody's looking to carve up their slice of you know the pie and, and mm-hmm. declare their territory mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, and and there is no uh, Switzerland
0: yeah no no right <laughs> I love that there is no switzerland even switzerland isn't switzerland today. right yeah, yeah true, but, so true
1: yeah but good point but i
0: love that phrase we're, we're using that's a robism right there <laughs> <Or> freebeardism
1: <laughs> there is no
0: switzerland uh <laughs> that's genius yeah so um well I, I guess to you know to bring it all in like people don't really like I, I hate this with these phones this false marketing because you're telling people, oh, you're tired of Google? Here, this gets you away from Google. Right. When well, no, it fucking doesn't. Right. And we also can't, like, a smartphone, in a very real way, is, a, is as much just a notification device as it is anything that runs apps. Like, I would almost argue that smartphones are ubiquitous and everybody keeps them around for notifications. Not even for the app itself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they need to get the notifications. So that's why all these companies are still using Micro-G. Why? Because running your own notification servers, you want to talk about a hard computer problem? That's a hard fucking computer problem. Yep. And there's a reason there's only two companies on the planet that effectively have them, which is Apple and Google. You know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right that what you said earlier, that it's about who who owns the apps. But even more so, or you know, even as much as that, they're, they're equidistant. Even as much as that is who controls the notifications. That's right, yeah.
1: Like who could, yeah, who right. controls the servers? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's he, Google he, and Apple. He who controls the servers controls, controls the it Man, <laughs> yeah,
0: we're two for two with these free <laughs> Uh Yeah, so it's, it, People don't know that though. They don't get it. Yeah, you know, they, they yeah. don't
1: realize. And the really tragedy is, mm-hmm. is, is that entire that that very problem mm-hmm. breaks the very foundations and tent and tent of the internet.
0: Yes, right. Which is supposed to be like uh, decentralized, distributed. Right. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah. That was you know uh, supposedly invulnerable to you know nuclear attack. Or whatever, where, you know, if they take down one part of the network, the entire thing doesn't fall. Yeah. But with this increasing centralization. Right. That's exactly what we're creating. We're creating, you know, essentially security liabilities, mm-hmm. you know, worldwide.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and it annoys me because I I see you get shared around, even in like groups and everything, that are full of, like, my listeners. And I'm not saying anything bad about my listeners. I'm just saying they'll share, like, YouTube videos by these guys who will do these reviews of these privacy phones, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is the de-Googled phone that you want. And I can call bullshit on all of them. Yeah. You know, just on Micro G alone, to say nothing of, like, Aurora Store and other things. Um, oh, and it just drives me nuts. Like, I, I like some of these YouTube guys who claim to be pro-privacy, I just want to slap them around a little
1: bit, yeah. you know? But like you said, what what really, what are your choices? And I think yeah. the... The only choice going forward for people who are truly concerned mm-hmm. about privacy and security is at the hardware level yeah and unfortunately the the industry is not going that way yeah I've only seen one smartphone that did that mm-hmm. and it's made by you know some obscure German company, and they're you know building it off of a samsung galaxy s three platform right so right. if you want to use you know, a, a like eight year old platform yeah. running Android eight. Yeah. Yeah. You can get that kind of level of hardware security. Yep. But here again, you're dealing with all the liabilities of Android rate and an old, an eight year old, old uh, hardware platform. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there are options where like there are versions of telegram that, use a persistent notification to give you notifications. There is Threema uh-huh. has solved the notification problem with their app. But I mean, but that's the thing. There are very specific apps you would have to use to, you know, to continue to get notifications and all this on a more on modern hardware, right. you know, and hardware that's going to have some degree of security. So people right. don't have a whole lot of options. I mean, right. you essentially have like to me the three options are if you don't want Google or Apple okay, you can use a dumb phone, but then you're only using SMS and phone calls. Right. Pretty much. Um, other, or, you know, some of them will have, and like, the, WhatsApp on it, but then what? You're doing Facebook servers. And what those are still that? vulnerable. You should, right, exactly. Um, or you use, like, a Linux phone, like a Pine phone, or something like that, which, again, not everybody's up for that. Right. You know, and I understand. Or you just don't have a smartphone. Like, like yeah. those are your options for... Something akin to privacy. When right. I say akin, I don't even say that it is privacy. Right.
1: But you still got that baseband processor. Which, well, that's still, a huge problem. And you still got that, that SIM card. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, like I said, unless you address these problems at the hardware level, yeah. the kind of inherent security risks that we're talking about mm-hmm. that we want addressed mm-hmm. are happening. Yeah. Now,
0: I want to bring that up quick um, because you mentioned this to me earlier and I completely forgot about it. Wasn't there a smartphone that tried to solve the baseband problem?
1: Yeah, that's what I was alluding to earlier with with the uh, platform that was running on a Samsung Galaxy S3. Oh, right, right, right. It was called CryptoPhone. Yes. Uh, uh, GSMX uh, CryptoPhone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's made by some obscure German company. They're still using essentially... I mean and I'm assuming that the the reason why the hardware is so old because they've probably had to do a degree of reverse engineering to integrate their hardware firewall yeah. into the baseband processor.
0: Yeah. So real quick just so so people get this like baseband firmware like in the hardware is the firmware itself is powering the hardware that allows you to even receive communications of any right. kind on the right. smartphone.
1: And that and, and it's designed to be open to wide everything. Open. Yes. Yeah. Wide it open. is just an open door for Anything
0: right? Massive security flaw. Just yeah. massive. And security researchers know it, but just they don't feel like there's anything they can do about it. Right. You know, um, it'd be like replacing the roads for travel. Like, well, what do we put in its place? We don't know right now. You know, it's not that it's not possible. Flying cars, sure. But <laughs> but like we don't. You know, we just don't know what to do. And and that's the thing is that baseband is just so ubiquitous. You know, just like SIM cards um, and eSIMs aren't any better. That. Yeah, like, like just the replacement would be so costly. No one's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead.
1: I, I just want to live in a world where something comes up to me and says, where are we going? We don't need smartphones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, yeah.
0: So, you know, for me, you know, at, at the end of all this, that's just why I come to, like, you. essentially for me, I'm to the point, look, if you want to, like, actually be serious about some kind of privacy, all right, you're going to get a Linux phone. Or the best thing you can do, since privacy with the infrastructure we have, is almost impossible on a smartphone. To be clear, computers, PCs, laptops, different story, a totally different conversation. Um, you know, the best thing you can do is just up that security game. You know, as much as you can, and you know, either get the Samsungs or the Pixels or you know the, maybe the Motorola or whatever. You know that that will have you know that has the upgrade cycle right you right know, uh, built in for software just
1: go into an understanding that you know you're the little dutch boy trying to stick his finger yeah. in the dike <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so right you know and the water's just coming up. yeah you know, right and, like, and then what can you do so the best thing you can do is just go is go for that security um you know and if you want to go with apple okay go with apple but like don't pretend that they somehow care about privacy either. Right. You know, it it becomes part of security. And I'll applaud Apple. Credit where it's due. They back, uh, like, the upgrade cycle for devices, they go back many years in what, like, my, you know, iPod Touch still gets the latest updates on iOS, and that thing's years old. Um, So I'll give them credit for that.
1: But then again, they have that, you know, uh, uh, ugly policy of basically downgrading the performance of your old phone
0: yeah like with your battery yeah uh
1: well planned obsolescence
0: right Yep. another conversation as well yep um anyway so you know this from uh i already forgot the name uh the the murina one no this is not a privacy option at all and while i applaud them for trying to enter the market um They don't really, other than maybe that virtual assistant, which I don't believe is ever going to really take off in any meaningful way, uh, there's no differentiator here. And you're just far better off getting hardware that at least has access to the latest software if you want to use it. Um so this is another one that I can just very easily say don't buy. I mean, how do you feel about that, Rob? Yeah,
1: like I said, if if you want to pay for your security theater, go right ahead, but yeah. uh, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. Right, but you're just role playing. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> nice. like don't make no mistake. You're just role playing. <laughs> so um
0: anyway, uh yeah. I, I'm glad you said it, Rob, because I've said this recently many times as well. Like that my goal in life is to get to that point where I don't need a smartphone anymore. Right. You know, and it's just not required. And sadly, right now, it seems like the way to get to that is to just be, like, stupidly wealthy or something. Yeah, the, you know, unfortunately. Because that's the thing, like, you hear all these celebrities say, oh, I don't even have a smartphone. I haven't checked the Internet. It's like, wait a minute, but you have a social media account. What's going on? Oh, because your assistants. Right, yeah, you have are, other people to do that for right, you. Right, you have people that do that yeah. for you. You're not yeah. living without a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're just, you have slaves that handle it. Yeah. Uh, or, you know.
1: Anyway, if you want to, you want an ugly, you know, uh, vision of the future where that kind of, you know, thing is democratized. Yeah. Check out the uh, uh, the Neil Stevenson book, um, uh, The Fall. Oh, that's like his
0: second to latest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. 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 High recommendation. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They 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 kind of extrapolate that to you know where basically you have uh, assistants, you know, managing everything for you and kind of are your your filter between you and you know the the, the online world yeah, yeah. <laughs> right Jeez. well
0: so there's a recommendation something you can actually walk away with go read the fall by neil stevenson um anyway yeah so yeah, you know, if you really want privacy that's what you got to do you just got to ditch the damn thing uh you know get rid of the smartphone entirely um
1: Anything else you want to add on to this, Rob? Otherwise, I think we can wrap it no, up. No, I think we I kind of kind of set it up right off the bat. There, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> there is no Switzerland. Folks. Yeah, no, there is no Switzerland.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> wish there was, but yeah,
0: it's not there. All right, uh, well, we'll wrap this up. Rob, as always, man, well, I mean, it's great to record with you, like, in person. This is something we've done very very scantly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, now we're doing it very scantily, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we got some legs showing here. <laughs> so we'll wrap this one up. Great to, to, to record with you, as always. And uh, we will see all of you, who on the other side.